You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. Well, was it a major gaffe for which our ambassador to China should be fired? Or was it part of our government's strategy for handling the fallout from our arrest of Meng Wanzhou, the CFO of Huawei, at the request of the Americans. Well, two days ago, Ambassador John McCallum had a press conference for Chinese-language media only. He said he thought Meng had a strong case to fight the extradition request or to beat it, and he laid out exactly what that case would be. Have a listen. One political involvement by comments from Donald Trump in her case. Uh, Two, there's an extraterritorial aspect to her um, case. And three, there's the issue of Iran sanctions, which are involved in her case. And Canada does not sign on to these Iran sanctions. So, given that all our government keeps saying is that we are following the legal process, these comments were extremely undiplomatic, to say the least. Commentators are saying McCallum has put Canada in an impossible situation. The Conservatives are calling for him to be fired. And to remind everyone, since Meng's arrest, the Chinese have detained two Canadians, and they are being held in very tough conditions. And the Chinese also abruptly retried a convicted drug dealer and increased his sentence from 15 years to the death penalty. So what do you make of all of this? Numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And right now we are going to Lynette Ong, a professor of political science and an expert on China at the Monk School of Global Affairs at the University of Toronto, and Chuck Kwan with the Toronto Association for Democracy in China. Welcome to you both. Thank you for joining us. Good afternoon. Thank you. Uh, Lynette Ong, uh, what is your theory about this? Um, so I think Ambassador McCollum's uh, statements to the Chinese media in Toronto are considered inappropriate, not something that one would usually expect from an ambassador. But, you know, we are at an unprecedented time. I think it calls for uncon- um, unconventional thinking and solutions uh, to get us out of this mess. Uh, I think the premise of Meng's case is violation of uh, sanctions against Iran. So it's actually not something that is against um, uh, Canadian law. So it's not in our national interest to uh, arrest her or to detain her. We did it at the request of the U.S. authorities, right? So, so I think the bigger backdrop of, of this case is the technology war going on between the United States and China. And the Chinese side very much saw the arrest as U.S. attempt to try to contain China's growth as a technology superpower. And we are helping to the U.S. to do the act, and which is why they see us as uh, 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 being, you know, betraying them. But um, not, uh, uh, Ms. So, Ong, so, Ms. Ong so do you I'm, see this as uh, that the government uh, kind of 
told John McCallum or decided with him that he would say these things to kind of uh, have a backdoor way of making it better with the Chinese? Or do you think he just went off on this by himself? No, no. So I see this as part of a coordinated or or orchestrated act by the government. A couple of days ago, our ambassadors in Washington, D.C., said to the Americans that we are very angry with you. We bear the brunt of the cost of the case. So I think this is all part of the coordinated strategy by our government to get out of this situation. Because, you know, uh, the prime minister or the foreign minister couldn't possibly say this thing to the public. Right. But, you know, the, ambas- the ambassador could do some freelancing at the site, even though it's considered very in- inappropriate. But I think he, he had taken a personal risk to do so. It is, uh, it is a sign of desperation um, on the part of our government. But I think it's a creative strategy to get us out of this situation, which I see no solution to it otherwise. Um, yeah, and it's, it's, it's interesting that uh, just today... Uh, in the Maritimes, I believe, the Prime Minister said, no way am I firing the ambassador, because, uh, you know, if you read the press, uh, you know, the commentators uh, in the major newspapers are all annoyed with him. The opposition is saying, fire the guy. So, um, you know, that would give credence to your view, Ms. Ong. Uh, Chuck Kwan, what do you think? I agree with Annette. I think this is a clearly uh, coordinated strategy. You just have to look at how he presented this press conference. It was directly only to the Chinese-Canadian press and not to anybody else. I know that Global Mail reported on it. Um, They must have read the uh, Chinese press. So it's clearly a message directed not to the Canadian public, but to the Chinese government itself. And they think that that would be the the best way uh, to pass a message on to China. Now, uh, having said that, I, I think uh, I agree that it, it is it, it, un, it is uh, unusual uh, and probably improper uh, for for a diplomat. And I believe that McCollum is uh, such a seasoned diplomat and politician that he would not be doing it on his own. This is clearly a uh, coordinated strategy. Uh, however, I I, I think um, you know desperate. Times call for desperate measures, and I, I believe uh, that the government, our government, is trying to not only lower the tension but also um, to make sure that we protect our Canadian citizens abroad. So, in a sense, we have kind of fallen into the whole uh, bullying tactics that China has employed. Uh, a couple of. Uh interesting things about all of this. So I know that John McCallum was giving other uh, off-the-record briefings, you know, to people like experts, where media was deliberately excluded. Um, In this day and age, I find it hard to believe that that anyone would actually think that what was said in there would actually stay private. And and in terms of uh, the press conference with the Chinese media only, I mean, you know, they're, they're, we have all the clips from it. I, I'm not sure what they were thinking that it, it wouldn't get out. Um, you know, that, that strategy um, <laughs> doesn't seem useful. Right. So, so, so I, 
so I don't think they in, intentionally exclude mainstream media to the conference, but it, it is part of a calibrating certain messages to a targeted audience, right? So by inviting only Chinese media to the press conference, I think uh, he wanted to to uh, signal that this is a message uh, specifically to the Chinese community, and please relay the message back to Beijing. And and in the press conference, McCullum also said that he he is aware that President Xi is uh, is personally uh, upset by the uh, by the arrest. So, you know, taken all in all, I think we should interpret this as as uh, the government here saying to the Chinese authorities that look, you have been barking up the wrong tree. If you have a problem with this case, take it up with the U.S. because it was a U.S. initiative and only the U.S. government could do something to release Meng Wanzhou. Okay, I'd like to give the numbers out again because I'd like to hear what our audience has to say about this, if in fact it is a tactic by the government to kind of uh, diffuse the tension and, and, you know, have a concession to China. Uh, Most people over the last few weeks think, you know, there should be somewhat of a hard line with them. The numbers, 416-360-0740, toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. You know, beyond this particular little episode, um, and it's uh, it's clear that the government is standing by John McCallum at this point. Uh, the one thing, Chuck, I would dispute, I don't know how seasoned a diplomat is. This was his first diplomatic posting. Uh, you know, I kind of know him going back to when he was chief economist for the Royal Bank, and he was a guy who uh, spoke his mind, to say the least. So, yeah. Yeah, he wasn't a guy to, you know, weigh his words very carefully. (laughs) Let's put it that way. Uh, But, you know, beyond all this, you know, the, the interpretation that people have is that just in general, in the context of this U.S. administration, they're kind of uh, throwing us to the dogs. We're on our own. And uh, the consequences will be felt with China. The consequences will be felt with Russia as well. Uh, you know, do you, do you think that we are in a perilous situation, Lynette Ong? Very, very perilous situation. So it's, it's, so we're in a completely different era as far as geopolitics is concerned, right? So we are dealing with two bullies, not only one, but two bullies on both, on both sides. And, and we are stuck in between a rock and a hard place. Uh, we cannot afford to, to really, um, um, offend any, any side. So, so which is, which is why I think Part of this orchestrated strategy is to have different parts of the government uh, going out to the relevant constituencies, saying saying different things, saying different things that catered to the relevant audience. And after McCullum's statement, Prime Minister Trudeau tried to distance from that. And I I think that's all part of the strategy of trying to temper or to mod- to moderate what the um, what the ambassador has said, because the government as a whole has to uh, has to you know stand by our national interests. I think there's also a silver lining to this. Uh, I, I I see that the, there's a quite a you know a big reaction from the public and the press about uh, what uh, we shouldn't have done, uh, and this shows that now Canadians are standing up 
and saying, look, you know, respect our rule of law, uh, forget about uh, China being a bully, we need to stand up for, for our own. So in that sense, I, I'm, I'm heartened by the fact that, um, um, like the Global Mail had an editorial about that China shows its true face. Um, we are, I, I'm, I'm heartened by the public reaction to it. Now, I, I, I agree with the net. Uh, this is all part of the calculated uh, bad, good cop, bad cop kind of way of uh, dealing with China, and that's un- inevitable. Okay, let's uh, hear from Dave in King City. Hi, Dave. Hi, good morning. Good afternoon. Yes, you're right. Sorry. I'm right. Yeah, yeah no, you know, uh, I, I agree that uh, the ambassador, uh, this isn't an off-the-cuff uh, strategy or comment by the ambassador. I believe that this is an orchestrated and well-thought-out attempt to try to send a message that uh, through the legal process that there will be uh, a very uh, due diligence applied and that there are uh, very plausible and possible defenses against extradition and that this may be the way out of a very difficult situation in which we were probably extremely unwise to have ever gotten into. Uh, I don't believe that the government was taken uh, by surprise by the the press conference yesterday. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I think, uh, you know, we can all sign on to that one. But, you know, in terms of the process, I mean, that's an international agreement that uh, we arrest people for extradition. Uh, But I can imagine, I mean, the thought that we are bearing the brunt of doing that and Donald Trump might trade her freedom for, you know, trade concessions, it, it's it's pretty mind-boggling. Oh, it is, and Donald Trump is a wild card, to say the least. And But I do think, you know, some of the uh, uh, people that I've read uh, would have indicated that in these types of legal proceedings, that timing is at the discretion of the legal authorities, and that sometimes discretion is the better part of valor. Okay, Dave, thanks very much for your call. Okay, have a great day. Okay. Uh, Lynette, uh, you know, uh, one of the things that Ambassador McCallum said early on uh, in his visit here was that the two Michaels are being held in very, very tough conditions, uh, almost torture, that the lights are on 24 hours a day, they're interrogated four hours a day. Uh, do you foresee any of that being being lessened? And of course, we have the convicted uh, drug dealer who is suddenly facing the death sentence. I think that that really depends on uh, the Chinese perception of our role in the arrest of Meng Wanzhou, um, which is why I think McCullum and the government as a whole did what they have been uh, did what they have done uh, lately. Um, I think you know the two Michael's con- conditions. They are not untypical of people who have been detained. So they have been detained in extra legal uh, facilities um, called black jails in China, which which means it's not in proper jails, and uh, the conditions could get a lot worse. Um, the fact that there are the lights on consular access—it's uh, definitely in, inhumane. It defies, you know, all the human rights con- conventions. 
But in the Chinese context, uh, this is not un, untypical. And whether or not it will get better, I think next couple of weeks, uh, the uh, extradition of Meng Wanzhou will have a lot to... to it, it is very much related to Meng Wanzhou's fate as well. Okay. And uh, just before we let you go, Lynette Ong, uh, you know, uh, when this all started, uh, people we talked to think that the two Michaels, this was before the uh, the, the change in uh, Mr. Schellenberg's uh, uh, sentence, that the two Michaels were going to be there for a very long time. Do you still think that's the case? I, I really hope not. Um, I I don't think it's in the Chinese interest to detain them forever or for a long, a long time. I, I, I think the purpose is to show Canada that they have the strength, they have the coercive power to coerce us into doing something. And if we could manipulate ourselves through the situation by deflecting the blame to the U.S., which start, which started the whole thing in the first place, uh, I think there's a chance that we can actually get out of this. But just let me say one last thing. Sure. Um, I think it is very, very important for our government to tell China and the world that the rule of law in this country will not be compromised. This is something that we cannot compromise. The government cannot absolutely intervene in court decision. And what McCullum said is considered very inappropriate for an ambassador, but I don't think it actually uh, amounts to intervention in court in court decision. So, so I think I think again I think this is a careful strategy. But I also want to kind of remind the, your, your listeners and the government that uh, we cannot tell the Chinese or the rest of the world that the rule of law can be compromised in this country. Otherwise, we are going down a very slippery slope. Okay. Lynette Ong, thank you so much for being with us. Appreciate it. Thank you. Okay. And uh, Chuck, uh, you are going to remain with us with us for a few more minutes. Sure. I, I, I want a sense of, you know, uh, what Lynette said, that we have to send a strong message that we aren't just going to bow to what the Chinese want. Is there a big division in the Chinese-Canadian community uh, about, uh, you know, how to deal with this government? I think the majority of the Chinese Canadians uh, obviously uh, are with the China, uh, with the Canadian government uh, in the sense of being strong. And I, you know, if you take the case of the most recent arrest of a Australian uh, citizen of Chinese descent uh, in China uh, just a few days ago, you can see that China is trying to flex its muscle. And here I want just to point out to your audience is that a lot of the people in the press or the general public thinks that China doesn't understand uh, Canadian independence of judiciary and and so forth. I think that's uh, wrong. I think Chinese are very capable of understanding what, what we are all about. What they are doing right now in the last few months is basically picking on the weak, and they, they, they sense that Canada is weak, not only politically, financially, but also in, in, in terms of will. So in that sense, they rather tangle with uh, Justin Trudeau than Donald Trump uh, and, and pick uh, Canada to blame on this, hope, hope, hoping that we'll get to Donald Trump. Um, so in that sense, I, I think we're being used, uh, uh, which is not surprising. Uh, it just, uh, uh, you know, as I also said before, we're caught between a rock and a hard place. 
Okay, let's uh, take one more call. We've got John in Oshawa. Hi, John. Hi, how are you? Fine, how are you? Great, thanks. Uh, I, I think in a couple instances, uh, we, it could have been a preemptive strike long ago when uh, Trump made his comment about uh, you know possible trade relief on the sanctions so with China as an exchange for her. And right away... Um, as a, as a boxing coach, I, ca- I teach you to take a punch, but give one right away. And we could have punched back right away and said, all right, we'll do the same. But in the, in the reality of it, he, his comment wasn't, wasn't realistic, uh, in fact. But going on, China, I think, believes that we are probably a divided and, and weak country at this point, so they can manipulate us uh, a bit. But I think these comments are, are, you know, from a desperate, weak government and sloppy. Okay. Thank you for that, John. Thank you. Okay. Uh, we're going to be wrapping up this segment. Chuck Kwan, what would you like to leave us with on this? I agree with the last caller. I, I, I believe that uh, we do have to stand up. Uh, and, and this McCollum comment uh, does not help. Uh, although I, I understand where they're coming from, uh, but I think the Chinese are, are know, know enough that uh, you know what we want to do. Uh, they're just put, putting on a very public uh, fight with Canada a, as a warning to the other nations in the world. So in that sense, uh, you know, I think one, one thing our government is doing right, right now is rallying support from other Western countries. And I think that's the right thing to do. Okay, yes, they are definitely trying to make an example of us. Well, uh, we will, of course, keep following this saga as it continues. And uh, let's hope it does not continue too long. Chuck Kwan, thank you so much for being with us. You're welcome. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one.